Hello, this is Dan Martin for Between the Buns in downtown Potsdam to tell you about our new menu. It's been revamped with you in mind. From boneless wings, the El Diablo burger, peanut butter burger, a whole section of wraps, club sandwiches, a pastrami sandwich to die for, and we use only top-of-the-line ingredients to give you a higher-quality meal. Come enjoy live music tonight with local artists. Never a cover charge. Between the Buns is your weekend sports headquarters with 14 big-screen TVs at Between the Buns, located behind Behind hot tamale. Welcome back. We have the usual suspects tonight. We have our own nerd on staff, Robbie Pete Peters, our IT guy. What's up, Robbie? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> and Patrick, Uncle Lardy Sullivan, our producers in the house. What's up, Patrick? What's up, Canada? Our all-around sports guru, Derek D Train Heatu's with us. What's up, Derek? How's it going, pal? And your host tonight, Mark, the Dr. Morley. Meow. And we have a special guest with us tonight, assistant coach over in Alaska now for the Seawolves. The Seawolves, right, Mark? Yeah, it is. So Mark failing with us tonight, and also uh, a guy from Canton, New York, where we all grew up. So how is Alaska treating you so far, Mark? What's up, Mark? Not too much. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, Alaska so far has been awesome. I, it was kind of a quick turnaround. I got up here uh, yesterday uh, evening, which I guess I, I flew out of Montreal at around seven in the morning, and uh, so it was a long, long trip out. And got here about you know four o'clock in the afternoon, and it already felt like it was uh, midnight, which it almost was back home. But uh, you know, it was it was a long day, but I tell you what, it's, it's gorgeous out here. A lot of uh, a lot of daylight, the mountains, the ocean, all that stuff are pretty, uh, pretty scenic. So, it's. Uh, I think I'm running on a little bit of adrenaline right now, so it hasn't felt like it. I bet. Uh, I haven't hit hit the wall yet. So. When do you get access? So what are you? Three or four hours. The arena and stuff. Yeah, the arena is awesome. So we actually have a, um, you know, we've got a practice facility on campus, which is a, a nice rink. It's got a great, you know, locker room, lounge, weight room facility. Uh, coaches offices everything right there and then we've got a we've got a uh you know a, a facility downtown that used to be the uh, the alaska aces arena uh from the east coast hockey league that we play all of our home games out of so it kind of has a little bit of that pro mentality pro atmosphere where you're you know you practice in one place and then uh you know you play in your games in another so it's it's got a unique feel to it in that regard and it's been, uh, it's been pretty cool yeah, nice. When I was at UMass, they had that too. They had a practice rink next door, and they could basketball shared their the arena space. So, yeah, that's right pretty on. cool. Yeah, for sure. So, what are you? Four hours different out there, or three? It's four hours. Yeah. So I think uh, well, it's five uh, five thirty or so right now here, and uh, so four hour difference from the East Coast. And so, what's the uh, travel schedule going to be for the University of Alaska? You know, how much traveling do you got to do to play your games? You guys must have to so fly long, uh, We do fly everywhere. I think we even uh, fly to Fairbanks, which would be a six-hour drive up through the mountains here. But, uh, um, you know, a lot of, you know, in the WCHA, a lot of the games are, uh, you know, in the Michigan, Minnesota, you know, Upper Peninsula area of Michigan, and even as far east as Bowling Green, Alabama, Huntsville. So every trip is going to be pretty uh, pretty long, and, you know, I think it's, spend a lot of time on the plane and, and certainly uh you know from the team travel standpoint alone and then you think about recruiting too and how much of that is done you know in the midwest and even in the east and and, and certainly you know all throughout the province of canada so 
I think I'll be, be spending a lot of time on an airplane, uh, you know, during my time here for sure. So, you know, Mark, I'm, I'm interested. I've got a couple questions, but to, to get there, you know, obviously for, for being a Canton kid, we're all, you know, real excited to follow your career and, uh, you know, starting at St. Lawrence. I'd like to hear a little bit about your path. You know, I, I jokingly said everybody's got a different path to the NHL, but, uh, you know, yours is certainly unique, and uh, we'd love to hear that experience. Yeah, well, it, it certainly wasn't from my talent as a player, but, uh, you know, oh, come I, on I, now. I was fortunate. <laughs> I was fortunate enough, you know, when I was growing up around a lot of good hockey people and people that were influential on me and, uh, I'll be honest. I mean, I, I got into this thing, you know, back at St. Lawrence because of Joe Marsh and, and Chris Wells Joe and Bobby Pryor. And, you know, yeah, you know, those those guys, you know, inspired me to to want to get into it. And you know, so I started pretty young there. And then uh, um, from there, I, I got the opportunity to move on to Northeastern, and, and that was really my first, you know, full time type of job. And I got to work with Greg Cronin there and, and Albie O'Connell, who was just named the head coach at Boston University. And, you know, Jerry Keith and Jerry, Jimmy Madigan. So, you know, working with all those great people, it, it, I think it brought out some of my potential, I guess you could say. And, and certainly, uh, you know, it taught me a level of professionalism and helped me develop as a coach. And, and you know, from there, I was able to, to move on to professional hockey, which I never thought would have been possible. You know, it, it just wasn't something that was really even in the back of my mind when I first started. But I guess as you keep going forward and meeting people and, and developing a network within the hockey world, it, it does become a reality pretty quickly. So, you know, and then, and then, you know, from, from the NHL and everything, it was, I really wanted to get back to college hockey. And that was when I, you know, got to have probably the best three years of my life in, in this, in this business so far at Hobart with Mark Taylor. And he's just a amazing guy, amazing coach. He's another, you know, upstate New York Canton guy. And uh, somebody I, I, learned a ton from in, in three seasons with him and you know I think there's a reason why he's done so well over his career as a coach and yeah. um, it's I, I wouldn't be here without him that's for sure. I'm curious I saw a little video clip of the you know the videography that you're you're doing and I, you know from a tech standpoint I, I was super impressed you know uh, you know I just saw glances of the stuff you're doing but the, the, to capture a hockey game now, the, the digital quality of the feeds, you know, I see you forwarding, you know, zooming in and out of frames at speeds where, you know, with, with the videotapes, it just, it was not possible back, you know, probably when you got started. Or I don't know if you got started on VHS or not. Yeah. So my first, the, the, the reason I got brought in at St. Lawrence is because there was an alum that donated some money toward a new digital editing system, which is uh, at the time was state of the art, but it's archaic now, you know, yeah. 15, 17 years later or whatever. It was the prototype. But, so when I, right. When I first started there, it was, they were just coming off of the, the VHS and all that stuff. And it was all, I mean, you couldn't even read numbers on players jerseys when you're watching games. And <laughs> so as it went forward, I mean, I think it was my, during my time at Northeastern, I think we started, getting into like high definition stuff. And, you know, we had a, a, a production crew on campus that did all of the, the filming of our games and stuff. And we were lucky enough to just be able to plug into it. So from there, you know, it just started to get better and better every year. And now Christ, it's at the point where, uh, you know, we were 
FedExing DVDs on Monday morning and, you know, to the team that we were playing that weekend, you'd get them on Wednesday and you'd have to spend a couple of days breaking that down. And then you were preparing your team on like Thursday for a game that weekend or two games. But now, like, as soon as the game's over, those videos are getting uploaded to exchange sites and you've got access to every team's games and, you know, even so much is for recruiting. I mean, there's, there's a website with every single junior team pretty much in North America on it. And, uh, so you can get a lot done that way. But the point of it is the high definition piece of it has been huge because, I mean, it's almost as if you can, you can watch as much from your office as you, you can with your, with your eyes in an arena and, uh, seeing, uh, you know, certainly the quality and everything like that has, has made it much more beneficial to us. So I wish they had that for my, uh, my porn. <laughs> That's true. Some porn's good out there, though. When I was Pornhub. in 2000, Mark, you know, we, we would watch video like once a week. I imagine now guys are able to watch, you know, all day long if they wanted to. Yeah, they, uh, and like I said, going back to those like exchange sites, like players are going home after the game. Some guys are different. I mean, there's been guys that coach that don't they don't watch a lot of it but there's guys that get back to their house their apartment after a game or their dorm room and they're clicking on it to watch it as soon as they get there and they've got that access to do it you know within hours and uh so usually by the time you meet as a team the next morning they've gone through maybe their individual stuff and they kind of have an idea of what you're talking about to them on the bench or you know after the period or whatever uh you, you know you grab a guy and talk to them you know, usually they're curious as how you saw it and how they saw it, and they're going right back and and paying attention to that stuff right away. So I think it's made us all better. Certainly, communication-wise, has helped you know the coaches and the players, and and I think the players have been able to benefit from being able to see things pretty quickly. Well, I just I, I may have missed something, but I wanted to know you know you're talking about your path to where you're at, and I know taking you've kind of taken a lot of twists and turns to where you are, but I mean, how the hell do you end up in Alaska? <laughs> it's a good question. Uh, well, a lot of people, I think, backing it up a couple of years, asked me how the hell I got the Hobart from the Toronto Maple Leafs. But <laughs> the, the, the bottom line was I, I really wanted to, you know, get back into college hockey. And it was – I loved the experience of pro hockey. And it was – it was you know, I got to work with some of the best players in the world and certainly the best coaches with, you know, Randy Carlisle and Steve Spott and those guys that are – they're world-class coaches. And uh, so I guess, you know, going back to Hobart, I really wanted uh, that, that experience in college and, and, and more recruiting. And Mark Taylor was someone I wanted to work with for a long time. And finally that opportunity arose. And so he, the, the network, and as I'm sure you guys know, is so small. And, you know, Matt Curley, uh, you know, getting the job out here, you know, was certainly a huge piece for me because, He's someone I'm, we've, we've known each other for a long time, being a North Country guy. And, uh, um, you know, it was a pretty pretty easy phone call to, to say I was interested in being here. And, you know, I guess as big as the, the world can be, the hockey world's pretty small. And, you know, the, the, the neat thing for him was he was over in Salzburg, Austria for, you know, three years, I think, before he came back at, to college hockey. And uh, so he had a little bit of a, a, a different route, too. But you know, it made it easy because he's someone I know and I trust and respect. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's funny that a couple of North Country guys end up in Anchorage, Alaska in college hockey. But uh, that's kind of how it worked. I think, it was, you know, we had started talking when he got the, 
got appointed as head coach here, and it all just kind of shook out from there. It's good. You're lucky you have that kind of confidence in, you know, a colleague like that. It it goes a long way, especially if you're taking a leap of faith and, and going to Alaska. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other from? thing, too, is these, these uh, curls from uh, yeah. Madrid. Madrid, baby. Yeah. And he, <laughs> and he went to, uh, he went to, uh, to Clarkson and spent four years there and, uh, you know, and then got into Egypt. He's been, and he's an elite coach too. I mean, he's been in, uh, he spent years with the national development program. Uh, you know, he's been part of the world championships, U18s and all that stuff. He was in the USHL. He coached at Bentley, uh, down in Boston and, and then, you know, coached junior age kids in a professional league in, in Austria with a pretty, you know, it's a pretty high level program, the Salzburg Red Bull. So. You know, he was, uh, I think Anchorage is real lucky to get him too. You know, he's somebody that I think is an elite level coach. He's got a great mind for it and certainly has, uh, has paid his dues to get here, uh, which has been, which has been awesome. You know, he's, he's a blue collar, hardworking guy. And, and, you know, that's certainly someone that I, I have a lot of respect for. Now, where'd he go, Mark, before Clarkson? Was he at Northwood? Yeah, I think he played junior hockey actually after after high school. I I want to say he played for North Norfolk, uh, right? In high school, and then he spent a couple of years in Hawkesbury in the uh, oh, okay. junior hockey league. So oh, and, then, okay. uh, and then ended up at Clark. Yeah, nice. So Mark, you know, I I know, I'm sure you probably already know, but you know, for your division and who are your biggest games that you're looking forward to already? Um, or do you know yet? Yeah, no, I have a pretty good idea. I mean, there's the, you've got some teams in this league that are, you know, like Minnesota State was really good last year. Yep. Uh, Michigan Tech, Northern Michigan, Ferris State. I, I think it, the, the division in, in, in general has is, is got a high quality to it, but Alaska Fairbanks is certainly a big rivalry for us. It's the only other in-state team. Uh, you know, it's not necessarily St. Lawrence Park can be in 10 minutes apart, but I think up here, you know, hockey means a lot to people, it, especially, you know, from what I know in Anchorage, I've met a handful of people here that it, it, it really means a lot to them. And Fairbanks has got that same type of uh, atmosphere and culture to it. So, you know, I think there's a little bit of a clash between the two programs. And, and I think there's some Certainly, it's been a big rivalry for a long time, and uh, so I'm really looking forward to that uh, for sure. But in general, I mean, I think it's uh, you know the, the, the conference itself is really good, and then you know we play out of conference. We play some pretty big teams that I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing too. We we go to North Dakota for two games this year. We've got Colorado College at home uh, to start the year. Um, so you know, the, at the end of the day, if you, you play. 34 plus games against you know some really good quality competition and every night's going to be tough it doesn't really matter who we're playing so they must have a pretty big uh travel budget <laughs> I, think so. I don't even want to know what those I must have a big budget in general are. you know budget yeah, for recruiting I, I think, you know travel budget must be right. huge they do take a lot of pride in that and, and uh i think you know going back to hockey meeting a lot here it means a lot school and the city of Anchorage so they've definitely uh put their commitment into the program and funding it to make sure that we're able to play the best teams we can and certainly uh from the recruiting standpoint you know it's 
they, they've, uh, you know, they want us to be able to go out and get the best players we can that fit here. So. Yeah. So maybe you can get a uh, St. Lawrence Clarkson trip one of these days. That would be uh that'd be pretty fun. You know, come home and do that. <laughs> yeah. They that have a, be. I think they have Wisconsin for the next two years and, I think they had a yeah. th- two-year, three-year contract with that, but that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, it would. It would. Hey, Mark, where where are the uh, speaking of recruiting and stuff like that? Where are the majority of players that are playing at uh, University of Alaska Anchorage coming from? There's a, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of Western Canadian kids from the provinces of British Columbia and Alberta and Saskatchewan. There's a lot of kids from, you know, the Midwest. Minnesota, uh, you know, there's a couple of kids from the Michigan uh, area, like Detroit area that are up here. Um, there's Europeans. We've got a couple of kids, uh, Sweden, Finland. There's a kid from Germany here. So that's uh, that's something, you know, we've, we've had to cast, I think, a, a pretty big net in the past uh, before I got here, certainly. But you know, at the same time coming in here, I know that's what we have to do. We, we, we're going to have to throw a pretty big net out there to see who who's looking for the experience coming up here. And, uh, you know, it's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'd be lying if I didn't say, you know, it's not as, as easy as going to a city like Boston to play your college hockey. This is a place that it's unique. And if you can be appreciative of, you know, everything that the city's got to offer in terms of you know, I mean, we have a lot of things here that a lot of other places don't have in terms of, you know, the outdoors and in the mountains and things like that. And certainly if you're a, a fisherman or something like that, it's some of the best fishing in the world. So, um, you know, I think that's something that we're going to have to find, do our best to find the kids that, that are, you know, looking for that type of environment and, uh, you know, be able to get the best ones that we can here. And uh, you'd be surprised. I mean, it's being in from the division one, uh, division three and division one levels, like, Kids are, you know, they're looking for opportunities to, to come in and compete right away in a lineup and stuff like that. So, you know, it's it's a tough job anywhere. It doesn't matter if you're at Boston University or North Dakota. I mean, recruiting is never easy anywhere. So, it's, uh, it, you know, it'll be a great challenge for us for sure and uh, something I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I mean, Mark, you guys got some notable alumni up there. You got uh... – uh, Jay Beagle, who's currently in yeah. the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. So, uh, I yeah. mean, you guys have some talent that's been there before. So, um, you guys yep. are definitely on the map. Yep, yep. Well, the uh, Beagle, uh, that's pretty exciting for us watching him right now. And then, you know, like Mike Peluso, I was down in the locker room earlier looking at photos of him. He used to, used to play in the NHL and won a cup. And there's been a number of guys that have come through and, and, and done a good job. And that's the thing. I mean, there's just so many good hockey players out there that, you know, a kid decides to come here and he develops in the right ways and, and you certainly give him the resources to be able to maximize his potential and you'd be surprised as to where guys can go with it. Yeah, nice. Uh, have you been following the NHL pretty closely in these last couple of weeks? I'm sure you have. Yeah, I, I have. I've been watching as much as I can, but it's, you know, as all of this has transpired for me, it's been, uh, it's been tough to really sit down and watch a lot, you know, every single night, but I've been able to, you know, catch the, all these games here in the finals so far. And, uh, I had to, I had to move, uh, from Geneva, uh, basically up to Canton. And then I was in Canton for a couple of days, getting things squared away before coming out here. So it's been a little bit of a, 
little bit of a whirlwind. I, I'm not watching as much as I would have loved to, but, uh, you know, I, I've seen enough and pretty good grasp on what the playoffs. It's been an awesome playoff so far. I mean, I think every series has been really competitive, and it, it seems to be that way every year, but that's the best thing about the NHL is there's so much so much parity in the league. Yeah, well, we hey, have uh... – hey, Ahead, hey, Mark, Pat. just getting off the uh, uh, topic of the NHL real quick. So are you going to be doing the no-co hockey this year or no? Yeah, yeah, we are. So uh, that's in, uh, I believe it's in August. Um, I'll be I'll be back for it, which is exciting. I'm coming back to do a couple of recruiting events, and uh, I'll be able to get up to Canton to work with the boys there that week and uh, with Kyle and Wade, and uh, really excited about that. We have a ton of fun with that camp. That's been getting pretty big the last couple of years. You guys are uh, pretty much full, aren't you? Uh, yeah, that's the one thing is we, we've tried to limit the groups so that, you know, we, we can spend a lot of time with, with the kids on the ice and, you know, being able to help them get good at the things that we're teaching as opposed to, you know, having 50 kids out there and, you know, just trying to rake in money and things like that. It's meant more to us to see the kids develop during the week and, it's really funny. It's one of those camps that it's not, you know, it's not a camp that we're going out and dropping the puck and guys are, you know, scrimmaging, things like that. It's a lot of uh, individual work and small skills and techniques. And so you watch them the first day and, you know, you see them failing in a lot of ways, you know, losing the puck or falling down or, you know, we're getting them outside of their comfort zone. And then to see where their confidence is on Friday at the end of the week and the things that they're just doing instinctively from what they've done, you know, in the, in the previous four days of that week is it's really funny when you look back at it and, and, you know, there's a couple of kids, you know, my cousin Bobby Wells has done the camp every year and, you know, he goes up and, and, and skates on his own and, you know, he tells me weekly what he's been doing and he's carrying a lot of those same drills that we do, uh, you know, with himself and, and his, his teammates from his high school team. And uh, so it's, it, it's rewarding for us just to see the kids enjoy it and, uh, you know, certainly see, uh, see kids get better with, with what we're teaching them. Yeah. We were thinking about sponsoring, uh, Rob Peters and sending him, seeing if you guys could teach him how to skate backwards. (laughs) (laughs) Count me in. Uh, Maybe work on this. Good luck. No, that's good stuff. That's good that you guys are giving back to the community. Um, everybody sees it up here. We see the uh, the posters that you guys have up in the arena. I saw it when I was there with my daughter, and that's great that guys are coming back and not forgetting about where they came from and trying to develop these young guys in the North Country. So it's uh, definitely yeah. something awesome you guys it's, are doing. It's It's been important for us just because there's so many people along the way, like when we were all kids. I mean, I'm sure you guys remember the, the coaches that, you know, inspired you to play hockey and stuff. And that's something that I, I know Wade, Kyle, and I all agree on is, you know, we just we just want to give back what was given to us. And uh, it's a special place to grow up, but it's also a special place to play hockey or lacrosse or soccer or football, whatever sport you like. I mean, it, there's nothing, nothing like it anywhere else, you know, being in a small town, getting to play with your buddies every year and, you know, it's really created a passion for the three of us uh, being there. And, and, you know, so that's, that's the biggest thing for us is just being able to give back what we've, uh, what we've taken from the game. Good on you, man. Marky, how, how, do, the, how do the parents feel about you being so far from home? 
They love it. They're uh, well. They, Planning they're a trip. Excited, and I and I and I hope it's not uh, because I'm not far away. I think they're they're more excited <laughs> that uh, <laughs> this is a place that they've never been before, and they're they're uh, you know they're they're starting to creep up a little bit in age, and I think they're starting to uh, you know take on a little more adventure uh, in their lives. They never traveled a ton when we were younger as kids, but you know a couple years ago when I was with Hobart uh you know we went over to France at Christmas time for for two weeks with our team and my dad came over with us and you know they used to come out to Toronto and they'd come on the road and watch us play every once in a while whether it's Montreal or Ottawa so they've they've been I think they're looking at it as a new place they've never been before and they're pretty I think my mom's bags are packed already to come out and visit so it's an excuse um, to go yeah fired up yeah I'm ready Awesome. So, Mark, do you fish, or, or are you an outdoorsman? Do you hunt? Do you anything like yeah. that? Yeah, <laughs> I am. Yeah, I, I love to fish, and, and I certainly love to uh, love to hunt and get me outdoors. And, you know, so that was a pretty attractive thing here. I don't know how much time I'll have to do it, but you know, I uh, you, you could be just driving home after work and see a moose cross in the road. So it's uh, that's pretty neat. Um, you know, I haven't uh, been able to explore too much yet, but uh, one of the best. They say it's an adult playground if you like the outdoors. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, people pay a lot of money to go to Alaska to do uh, all kinds of hunting and fishing and adventures, and it's all kinds Platinum of jacks. Platinum Jacks. I heard that's a great place too. So. That <laughs> <laughs> I promise I'll let you guys know how it is. There's a there's a plug <laughs> for Platinum Jacks. Uh, please call us. <laughs> Free admission for coach, please. Free admission for all coaches at University of Alaska. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, let's get into a little bit of uh, what's going on in the playoffs right now. We have uh, who knows? Playoffs. One more game. Where, uh, is Mexican going to get the cup? No. I mean, that's what we've been talking no. about for the last couple of weeks. Are they going to choke again? Are they going to come home with a cup? And you know, Ovi's going to get one, or do you think Vegas is going to be able to come back? He may still your thoughts on like that. This won't be tomorrow. That's what I think. I don't think they're going to win tomorrow either. Uh, game seven in Washington. Washington wins. What do you got on it, Mark? Well, I, I think this thing is going to go at least six. I, I think Vegas is going to win the next one, but you know, and they're and they're going home uh, to play in front of their crowd. And, yeah, I think it's going to go at least six. I can see Washington play in their best hockey right now. and uh, It's been an exciting series, but I'd love to see Vegas win. Uh, you know, but also now that I think at the beginning of the playoffs, I rooted for Vegas, but now that I'm at Anchorage and, and, and Jay Beagle's an alum, I've got to reach for the cap. So I've, I've become a bandwagoner pretty quick, I think. Well, I was just going to say, go back before the season started, Mark. What, what were you thinking about Vegas at that time? How, where were you? You know, with that expansion team, first year. I was pretty. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I was a little skeptical, but I also saw the value in some of the players they brought in. I was like, geez, like everybody had them in 31st place this year. No one really gave them a chance. I didn't think they'd be as good as they are. I, I won't admit that, but I thought they'd be better than they were perceived. Just from knowing some of the players they brought in, I was like. There's no way they're going to be in last place this year. Yeah, potential was but, there, right? Yeah, I mean, they had a lot of young, hungry guys that 
you know, you've been kicked, kicked a little bit by your organization not being protected and, you know, basically left on the market uh, for someone to take you. It's a little bit of a shot to the ego and, and you get to a new place and now it's time to prove yourself again. So you, the hunger that those guys had coming in was, uh, you knew that, that, that they were going to, they were going to be better than people thought, but I just didn't think there would have been nobody that said that. They, they, they finished with what? They finished with what? Nine or eleven points from the you know first place. It wasn't even close. Yeah, I, I, they were first in the league for a stretch of the year. Like they were, what they win like their first ten games of the season. I remember their Twitter account was hilarious. I remember looking at that and like they didn't know what it was like to lose until like the middle of November. It's a good start. They've been good all year. A good start like that. No wonder they had the confidence, you know, throughout the year. And I was a little bit surprised, like you, Mark, skeptical for sure, you know. But uh, I figured that they'd be able to pull together some. I didn't know the talent individually, by any means, but I could see that uh, they could be pretty good. Mark Andre Fury had a rough game uh, the last game. You know, they were I mean, down early. Vegas hit the post. Vegas hit the post friggin' how many times did they hit the post? Like at least five. And they're I mean, out shooting them too. Yeah. So they had more shots. They were all over them. They just couldn't get the puck in. I hope he's been playing well. So right. uh, you know, nothing against him. He's uh he's really come back in these playoffs. You know, he got his confidence back. Um, you know, he was on the fence whether he's gonna be in the net before these playoffs, so you know, he's came in and he stood his ground. He's uh, he's shown that he wants to win the cup. And if Flurry doesn't come to play tomorrow night, it's over. Yeah, yeah, I'm, he's gonna, I'm with you on that. That would be unfortunate. Speaker. That would be a tough ending to a you know a Cinderella story, right? Well, maybe the, yeah. maybe the metaphor yeah. is there though. For, uh, maybe maybe the metaphor is there for uh, Washington winning out in the desert, right, where they've had the drought for so long. So, hey, there you go. Hey, there you go, Derek. You should read a book. Hey, a come one. on. Come on. I like that. I like it. Deep. That was deep. <laughs> that was deep. Think about it. That's good. I think I bet you some uh, uh, writers are going to steal that. That's pretty good. <laughs> going to see it on the New York Post. I don't count Vegas out yet, though. I mean, they're. Uh, I mean, look what they have accomplished from, like Mark was saying earlier. I mean, no one thought that they would go this far at all. So, and then they hit as many posts as they did last night. And then, um, you know, what Morley said, you know, it's up, it's up to Mark Andre Fleury. If he shows up tomorrow, he can't, he can't take a shift off. That's for sure. But, uh, well, let's be be honest. Let's, let's be honest, Patrick. The only person that ever gets anything right as far as picks in this group is me. So I'm going to go with, uh, I mean, come on. So I, I think I think Washington finishes it off tomorrow night. Hey, yeah. calling it, boys! Holy oh boy! Shit. I have Derek down. start putting my bets in. That means yeah. hockey's over, Derek. No more, no more games to watch. Yeah, I understand that. I understand that. It'll be on to the Yankees. Speaking of the Yankees, you got a little update for us on the Yankees, Derek? You've been you've been watching them. I don't. I last I saw it was zero zero tonight. So they've been. I, I don't know what was happening. It was a pretty good pitching duel tonight. Sonny Gray and I'm, I'm not sure the guy for the Blue Jays, but it was but it just, was a good uh, good pitching duel here for the first like six innings. But just overall, 
that overall lately you want to fill us in on the, the yeah no they're doing a bit. they're playing well they're hitting a lot of home runs like usual and uh you know it's just uh they basically uh you know that nobody wants to play against you know what i mean so uh if they're if the pitching can do anything i mean they're going to be almost un, unstoppable so yeah and, and boston's in first place too right yep yeah probably the, probably the best two teams in baseball are in the al east so that's nah, crazy Probably the awesome. best two records too. Yeah, Mark, he's sitting there like, "Why are we talking about fucking baseball, right?" Are you a baseball <laughs> fan, Mark? Yeah, I, uh, I am. I, uh, I'm a big Red Sox fan. So. Oh, you're good. Good talking to you. Right, we'll see you next time. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was uh, living down there. It was pretty awesome getting to go to Fenway every once in a while to watch games. And, Stuff like that, so it was uh, it was easy to like those guys. It's been uh, hey, I'm happy with the start they've had this year. Yeah, I, I, awesome. I actually caught my nephew wearing a Boston Red Sox hat uh, a little while ago. I was facing t- FaceTiming him, and he came on the screen with a fucking Red Sox hat. I hung up immediately. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, does live in Boston now, Pat. Yeah, I know. And I can imagine the experience at, you know, Fenway. It just would take over if you lived there. Unbelievable. Yeah. Same when you move to New York. You know, you start going to Yankee Stadium. It's easy to become a fan. They're usually good. It's not like you're going to watch a baseball game and they're not winning. They're awful. So, yeah, it's easy to like those two teams. They're always in the in the running in the playoffs. So. I mean, I was a I was a Maple Leafs fan growing up my whole life, and when I lived in Boston, I even caught myself kind of rooting for them at times, just because it, you know, it, as much as their fans are over the top sometimes, it's a it's a fun sports town. So, like, I I'm not a Bruins fan. I'll never say that I was, but you, you, if you're there in the thick Smart of it, man. you're kind of like, geez, you know, you, you hope that it's uh, you hope that they win, just because it's a pretty fun experience in the city when they do. Yeah, I, I have to admit, I was a Maple Leafs fan my whole life, and I moved to New York for eight years, and now I'm a Rangers fan, so I guess shit happens. <laughs> so when you were the Leafs, did you travel with them every game and, you know, yep. pretty close with yep. the team? No, I was, uh, I was, yep, I was with them all the time. So, I mean, on, on the coaching staff here, you know, you're you're with them everywhere, whether it's you know, exhibition and, and all that stuff. It's pretty big commitment. So, yep, lots of uh, lots of did, travel with that with those guys. You develop uh, some nice relationships with the players on the Leafs. Yeah, no, there's there's a number of them that you know you you had good relationships with. Because uh, obviously you didn't want to get too close to them because because you were one of their coaches. But at the same time, that the professional game, you know, you, it's more of a friendship. With guys and and uh, so there's a lot of them that I still keep in touch with. A lot of really good people up there. Um, you know, some guys are no longer with the organization; they're you know playing other other places. But uh, still, still lasting friendships that you'll have forever. Yeah, it's Mark, pretty cool. Like, if you're a Maple Leafs fan, and then you end up coaching with a Maple Leafs staff. That's a boyhood dream, right there. Yeah, I it can imagine. It really was. I remember the first day. Uh, you know, I I had been with the Marlies first, and that was still pretty surreal because you know it's still the organization. You're there during training camp and helping 
you know, in any way you can. And then uh, going up to the big club the next year, I remember the our first game of the year was against the Montreal Canadiens and uh, kids, Stu Percy, that had been called uh, and made the team out of camp, was with us with the Marlies the year before, and we were having breakfast together in the rink the morning before his first NHL game. And he, he and I were sitting there eating together, and he goes, how did we get here? And he was a kid that grew up in Toronto, was a Leafs fan forever. And it was kind of like a dream for both of us. And especially, uh, you know, you're playing the Habs the first game. And that was, that was a big, uh, big rivalry, obviously. So, and then your, your idols growing up. I mean, Wendell Clark was my favorite player. And before you know it, you know, he's down in the office shooting the shit with you before, uh, practice or games. And, you know, you, you have a little bit of a relationship with him and, uh, Matt oh, yeah. Sundin and, some of those former guys that were just, you know, they were your favorites growing up. And then all of a sudden it, it was tough because you couldn't be starstruck around them. Yeah. You, know, you had right. to just act the part. And, uh, but it was pretty neat. My dad got roasted one time up there. He came up <laughs> to visit and, uh, we were talking outside of the, uh, the locker room and, and Stevie Steos, who played a thousand games in the league, uh, was a great friend of mine. We worked on the staff together and, um, I had introduced my dad to Stevie and, I, and my dad, I mean, you know, like we're standing there talking to guys who played a thousand games in the National Hockey League and you think my dad would be pretty plugged into the conversation and Stevie's <laughs> talking to him and, you know, giving my dad a lot of time and next thing you know, my dad's looking over Stevie's shoulder yelling, Wendell, Wendell, he's playing at Wendell's part. <laughs> Stevie's sales feels like a piece of meat at this point. <laughs> and uh, so we we still joke about it uh, all the time. And uh, my, I was busting my dad's chops pretty bad about it last week at home, and he he's so embarrassed about it. But I'll never <laughs> let him off the hook for that one. You let him have it right after I bet when when he left oh, the yeah. arena. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you want his autograph? Like, let's go. <laughs> That's uh, that's what the game does to you. It brings out the little kid and everybody, whether it's uh, oh yeah, you know, any, a current NHL player getting to meet Sidney Crosby, one of those guys. That everybody's got a little bit of that that little kid in them at the, you know at some point. So it's it's pretty pretty neat experience. All right, nice. We have. I got, uh, one, more, I got one more question, Mark, for you. I'm, I'm looking at the. Oh, here we go. There we go. Anchorage Golf Course. You, any chance you'll get around? <laughs> Is there snow on the ground there right now? That's a good question. I am gonna have to probably go and find that. I didn't realize uh, I haven't gotten that far into what's around here. Um, but I tell you what, with all this daylight in the summer, you don't have any excuse. That's pretty golf. nice. You travel with golf clubs, Mark? Uh, no. no. <laughs> They're actually in Canton right now. I, uh, I left them back home. Until I, I'm driving out here at the end of June, so I'll bring them next. But uh, yeah, I'll have that's to sneak in a couple rounds before the season starts. That's how I pack. I just pack all my clothes and toothbrush in my golf bag. <laughs> <laughs> toothbrush in the front pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good move. That's a veteran move right there. <laughs> so at the uh, at the end of all the podcasts, we like to. Uh, ask a couple stupid questions and uh, kind of get some feedback on some retarded things that you might do. And we'll, uh, we'll have a couple of things for you. So whoever wants to go first, go ahead. Uh, skinny jeans or regular jeans? Uh, probably have to go regular. There you go. All right. 
Fat chicks or skinny chicks? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty Depends. <laughs> In anything. Depends. <laughs> Uh, I'm putting the fat on that one. Oh, fuck. here we go. You can just say depends. It's fine. It depends. Depends on hey, alcohol. Yeah, there you go. Is the golf game better than your hockey game? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. What's your handicap? What's my handicap? Uh, probably, I don't know. I haven't done that in a while. Probably 12, 14, something like that. It's not bad. Better than me. What's your go-to drink at the... What's your... Uh, it's better than Rob's. <laughs> what's your go-to drink at the bar? Uh, I, I'm a beer guy. You're a beer guy? Nice. Xbox, PlayStation, you, what, what's your favorite video game? You got a favorite video game or anything like that? No, no, I haven't I haven't uh, gotten into that too much, no. Me neither. Fortnite. I don't, I don't own either one of them. God bless you. I yeah. don't either. Retired. Rob's the only one that has time for that shit. Rob still plays <laughs> Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> I play with my seven-year-old who is way better than I am. All right. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Mark Phelan from the Yeah, uh, thanks, Mark. Last, last thanks, Mark. Awesome time, man. Another My great podcast. Anytime. And we wish you the best of luck up in Alaska. Hopefully you learn how to sleep with uh, the sun shining. That's going to be kind of a pain in the ass. But soon yeah. enough, you'll have dark all day, right? Yeah, no, I'll just have to get some little blackout blinds there for the summer, and then uh, it'll be pretty good in the wintertime. I think it's... Uh, I think it's, uh, it only comes up for maybe three hours, so that'll be a, that'll be a little different too. That's yeah, kind of like can. You will try it. You'll be used to it. You'll adapt. I haven't seen the summer since like, or seen the sun since uh, May. I think it came out for the first time three months. So, but uh, it's a pleasure coming on. Uh, another great podcast with the Blue Line Hockey Club. Check us out on Facebook. Go to bluelinehockeyclub.com. Check out our podcast and get on our Twitter feed and retweet us and get us around the, the NHL nation. Till next time, keep your stick on the ice. Hey, ya. Meow. <laughs> keep your head up. We know. Keep your head up. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Thanks for coming Mark. on. See ya, boys. Stand by, buddy. Good luck. Take care, man. We'll see you later. Thank you. All right, bye.